All right, everybody, welcome to the Thursday episode of Locked on NHL. And if you are watching on YouTube, the surprise is already spoiled. We don't have Adam Denker here today. Why? Because when the host of the team that he covers is on the verge of making the Eastern Conference final, you have to get Armando Velez of Locked on Florida Panthers on the episode. So let's do this thing. A lot to cover with him and other things around the NHL and the playoffs and suspensions and everything that comes with the NHL playoffs. Let's get to it. For Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On NHL podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day from Locked On Avalanche. I'm Chris Maselli. And like I said in the beginning, normally it's uh, Mr. Adam Denker from Locked On Lightning. We got rid of him today. We don't we don't want him in here today. Uh, we want to talk to Armando Velez from Locked On Florida Panthers. So uh, thank you for sitting in for uh, Adam today, sir. It's very uh, kind of you to do so because it's a big deal for you guys right now. So uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. Uh, it's greatly appreciated. We'll get to the suspensions of a couple players in the uh, playoffs uh, that were handed down earlier today um, and probably even some Gabe Landeskog talk. Why not? Because it's my team. I, I, if I want to talk about my team on the Lockdown NHL show, why not? I'll do it. Um, but we are definitely going to start with your boys here, Armando. Um, on the verge of knocking out the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh what i'll start with this man like what what what's going right why why have they had their number so far i mean you did give up the one game but uh we'll start with that what's going right for florida well before i answer that question i want yes. to tell you i want to say thank you for having me uh, on the show uh of course you were placed even though even though Adam Danker isn't a Florida resident, you replaced a Florida man with another Florida man <laughs> as far as like That's the locked on NHL network. And Love we it. should have had you wear a Patrick Waugh jersey today, uh, Chris, because this is a party like it's 1996 version of, of the locked on NHL on okay. this Thursday. And, you know, I have a, I have a few rats here uh, yeah. uh, on <laughs> me it. right now. And I, I could, if, if I, if I were to see you in person, maybe have you wear goalie gear and maybe like throw okay. a bunch at you. While okay. We're, while we were at it, but I'm you know, down. But but hey, uh, Colorado ended up winning that series anyway. Anyway, in a sweep <laughs> in '96. But back back to your original question. Uh, yeah. the the way the way the Florida Panthers are doing this is just their ability to create unbroken plays uh, when it comes to the Toronto Maple Leafs and their inability to break out out of their own zone. And the Florida Panthers, they're just in in the faces of of the Leafs. Uh, all in this in this series and mm. and about about a third that number has obviously gone down in the last few games now it's under that percentage of their goals have come within five seconds of their opposition wow. getting um turning the puck over so wow. that's how the florida panthers are getting their goals off their broken plays whether it's eliminating the speed in the neutral zone for the Leafs and and the Florida Panthers just putting them in bad position in transition as well and 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 making the goalies lives difficult and now for the Florida Panthers even though it's been about a game and a half now that they've faced the Leafs backup goaltender in Joseph Wall I mean 
there's talk today, especially on um, on Jeff Merrick's show and 32 Thoughts, talking about is is Joseph Wall now Toronto's best option as far as goaltending? Of course, seven regular season games for Toronto. Mm -hmm. Spent a lot of time in the AHL with the Marlies and all, which the Checkers did beat him uh, five nothing. Florida Panthers affiliate Char Charlotte Checkers, uh, but the there the the Panthers do have the goaltending advantage in the in this series and up three nothing the way I said it on my show is you have four opportunities to win one game and and that's the way I see it and Sergey Bobrovsky even even with even with the Florida Panthers losing in game four Sergey Bobrovsky was great there were so many opportunities many times that you had you saw those remember those save moments when it yeah. came to uh when it came to Bobrovsky <clears throat> especially the fact that John Tavares through four games does not have a single point in the series That's and the core four of Matthews Marner Nylander Tavares two of them got goals in game four prior to that they didn't get they didn't no. get um a, a, on the score sheet as far as the goal department which Nylander got on the power play on a little bit of a, a little bit of a weird bounce that bounced mm -hmm. off the referee and then uh, Marner where it was a goal where the top line of the Leafs had the Panthers fourth line pinned in their own zone and then a great screen by Ryan O'Reilly up front and and you know the Panthers yeah. made it interesting they are equal in the special teams battle two power play goals for the Panthers two power play goals for the Maple Leafs in the series so they're they're eliminating um, the the Maple Leafs in that department, but it's even strength play for the Panthers. They, that, that's where they dominate. The Corsi four, uh, two hundred um, shot attempts to one eighty three in the series at five on five too. So they're dominating the five on five play as well. Okay. So and when, when you said they're you know they're they're getting up on them, they're creating you know those turnovers and and the the style of play that they are playing against Toronto, is that the typical Florida Panther way, or is this scouting? Is this you know what they saw on film and we can exploit them that way it's going to sound a little cliche what i'm about to say but it's the it's the playoff style hockey that paul maurice has has implemented ever since he his opening press conference when he was hired from the florida panthers uh, about wanting to play a responsible game that was going to be um, sustainable in the postseason yeah they Barely squeaked in, of course, with a lot of help from the Chicago Blackhawks beating the Pittsburgh Penguins in, in, in game 81 of the season that helped them eventually get in. But they did this against the Boston Bruins as well. The only difference really in that series for, for the Panthers is that there's a lot of high-scoring games uh, in, in that mm. series. And this is really, of all the series in the NHL, in, in the second round, th this is the only series where... All, all most of the games are close games, low scoring. With um, and even the one that the Panthers won by two goals in Game One, it the last goal wasn't an empty net goal for for the Panthers neither. So it's not like an like an empty calories goal right. for for the Panthers there. So there, so it's it's a it's a it's been a very close series. And the Panthers they've and in three out of the four games, they've given up the first goal two games two through four. Prior to that, every single time the Florida Panthers won, they they they've scored first in going back to the Boston series and going back to Game One of of this series. So it's about getting into into um, getting the first goal for for the Panthers as well. So it's a it's it's a it's implementing that style. And you know this is a team that had to make a little bit of a transition from from the highest scoring team in over. 26 years the, the um, and they 
broke records from the 1996 Pittsburgh Penguins, who the Florida Panthers beat in the conference final in seven games, mm-hmm. funny enough, um, the, the Yager Lemieux era. And that, that when, when the offense was, was frozen during the playoffs where they went one for 31 last year, they had to change the way they play, of course, making the trade with Kachuk sure. to Huberto. And of course the cap struggles that this Panthers team had to go through. They had $6.4 million in dead cap with Keith Yandel's buyout and the last year of Scott Darling's buyout for, for, for the Panthers as, as well on their books and they, and making zero trades during the trade deadline. And right. here they are, yeah. one win away from the conference Crazy. final. Now you had obviously the the three zero lead. Uh, you would love to just end it on on home ice, just get it over and done with. Toronto wins that one in a close game. Um, what's the mindset like? You think going back to Toronto because typically I kind of feel like yeah, you, you always favor like the home team in any sport, right? But I just feel like these playoffs have been crazy, where it doesn't matter. Home ice mm-hmm. doesn't seem to matter in these playoffs. So do you go back with everything that you guys have, have accomplished so far in these playoffs in beating Boston? Nobody thought that was going to happen. And so the confidence has got to be through the roof. Is it so what? We're going to Toronto. <laughs> Look what we've done so far. Mm-hmm. Going to Toronto doesn't phase us whatsoever. We can win it on their ice just as easily as we win it on our own. They're five, they're five and one in the in the in, in the, in the postseason on the road, on the road. Uh, this year. So, so yes, it, it's, it's <laughs> and winning games one and two as well. I mean, they, they don't see a reason why they can't go into Toronto and, and try to win a game five as well. I mean, so it, it's, it's, it, and Toronto is better on the road this postseason than they have been at home. And that's what I'm saying. It's just crazy in the you, playoffs right now. It, it's, <laughs> it's, it's crazy how, how, how momentum doesn't necessarily carry always into the next game based on the previous games. I mean, for example, Edmonton and Vegas, uh, you, you see a blowout one way and then the very next, next game, it's a blowout in the exact opposite direction too. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily mean that some of the lack of urgency for the Panthers in game four is necessarily going to be, uh, there for game five. The sleep, I, I said it in my episode on Thursday, the sleeping giant is awake for the Maple Leafs. Alarms are going off, but mm. the panic meter isn't on. Right, right, right. And and I think, you know, uh you, you mentioned it too. Like they're they have a great record on the road so far in these playoffs and they've gotten behind in this series in multiple games. So none of that will phase them. They're on the road and if they give up a goal and I think didn't they give up two to Toronto in game 2? Or was it just the one? It, it, it was a, it was it was one it was one um it was one it was okay. two it was two yeah it was two thought, that yeah. they fell behind so, and then they came back so like it just seems like nothing phases them right now and and uh I, you know i said it on on uh you know this this show with adam how i kind of went against my own theory not theory just wisdom in saying you know a lot of times people pay attention to how teams start the regular season and if a team gets out to a hot start, it doesn't matter what they do the rest of the, the season. Everybody focuses in on that, that they were the hot team out of the gate. And nobody really puts too much emphasis on how teams end the season. And that's what you would rather have is how you end the season going into the postseason. And uh, you probably know off the top of your head what, what the Florida Panthers record was maybe uh, in, in the last yep. month or so. 
it was, I'm guessing it was one of the best in the league. Game number 41 was January 8th against the Dallas Stars. 18, mm-hmm. 19, and 4. Okay. In the beginning of January, they were nine points out of the final wild card spot. Mm-hmm. They finished 42, 32, and 8 on, on, on the season. So needed that last push. The yeah. month of January had three sets of back-to-backs in a matter of like weeks. They went through a six-game winning um, six-game winning streak before that. They they lost four straight as as well, uh, and and it it took it yeah. took it took a it also prior to that they were six one and one prior to that four game losing streak and then it took Keith Kachuk calling the yes. Panthers out on Toronto radio Palmer's yeah. going off on the on the Panthers bench in the middle yeah. of a goal review that ended up being reversed and then ended up winning that game and that really sparked everything and of course I want to give credit to the Lion King Alex Lyon for helping the Panthers get there too he deserves so much credit for getting the Panthers there. And then, yeah. of course, Sergey Bobrovsky coming in in game four uh, for, for for the Panthers. And in in, in this series alone for, for Sergey Bobrovsky, he has a 934 save percentage, 1.99 GAA. So wow. he is giving the Panthers every single opportunity to win. They say when Bobrovsky plays six-plus games, eventually he's going to – uh, go back to what he was, but in, even in the loss in game uh, in game four, he looked great. Yeah. So we'll wrap this segment up with a prediction. Do they? Do they? End? I think. I, I think. I think they end. I think they end this uh, series in 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 game five on the road because and the- of their confidence in how they performed it, it previously on the road. They. The alarm, like I said, the alarms are set off. And mm-hmm. this is the thing for the Panthers. Matthew Kachuk still doesn't have a goal in this series for for, for the Panthers. Um, so, um, <laughs> they've, they've, the third line has been the story for the Panthers in, in, the, in games two and three especially. But Barkov, Barkov uh, ha, ha, has only, only one goal as well. And it's due. It's due for Barkov to, okay. to, and, and Kachuk to take over and and put an end to the series and and, <laughs> and clinch their spot in the Eastern Conference final which their opponent if they do win going on the other side right now as we're recording mm-hmm. they're going to overtime tied 2-2 um mm, in, in okay. as we speak okay yeah you can only hold Kachuk down for so long so uh you expect him to break out and that only obviously benefits Florida so we shall see all right, let's hear from the game time app, and then we got a couple of suspensions to talk about. So first, game time and gametime.co, and buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals and last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're about to have and what are some of the things that we love about the Game Time app experience? Well, they have flash deals and last-minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. They have images of your seat view, and they have the lowest price guarantee with event cancellation protection and even job loss protection. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. So once again, create your account. And redeem the code locked on NHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 
All right. A um, couple suspensions have been handed down by Department of Player Safety. A couple of one-game suspensions. And in the playoffs, one game is like three games, kind of, you know? So um, you had Alex Petrangelo get a one-game suspension, and you had Evander Kane get a one-game suspension. Darnell Nurse. Wait, or Darnell Nurse, I'm sorry. Uh, isn't that bad that I think of uh, Edmonton? I just go right to uh, Evander <laughs> Kane. So Darnell Nurse, yeah, gets the uh, one-game suspension. What do you think? It justified? Should have been longer for either one of these guys? Or is that, like I said, because games hold so much more weight in the, the postseason, one game is is harmful to those teams. I don't think there's a, I don't think their their suspension should be the same. Uh, mm-hmm. I get the rule with the instigator penalty and the fine of 10k that Jake Woodcroft yeah. had, and it happened last year to the Florida Panthers in game 80, 82, 81 uh, against the Tampa Bay Lightning, where Ryan Lomberg had an instigator penalty. He was suspended for a game. Andrew Burnett was fined uh as as well uh really right before right before the playoffs started last year so i'm not i'm very familiar with this situation the rule is Mm -hmm. under five minutes if if you are if you have an instigator penalty they didn't agree to drop the gloves him and and hague uh so i i i the way the rule is written yes by 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 rule it's the right call but Mm -hmm. if you're talking about just your normal hockey fight which you're upset with how some of the chippiness has gone in that series man as far as chippiness in any of all the series in in the entire league this is this is one i mean you had evander kane a few years ago saying some without the colorful language mm-hmm. uh mess around and find out which right. uh, evander kane had in their in game three against the vegas golden knights and then of course that carrying on but i don't know i i think i i don't think the, the suspension for Darnell Nurse should be the same as Petrangelo. Petrangelo purposely tried to hurt Leon Dreisaitl. Like, listen, I'm a Florida State <laughs> fan. I know what a tomahawk chop really looks like <laughs> as, as far as far as trying to go down on some on someone. Yeah. And Petrangelo had his stick vertically, like nine, 90 degree angle to chop down on Leon Dreisaitl with an intent, an intent to hurt. And Connor McDavid... You love to see the emotion out of him. Of course, we, we, we as NHL fans, as far as marketing perspective, wish that he were, he had more of a personality and, and yeah. was not really dry as, as, as far as like what he puts out there. And great to see that he's standing up for his teammate as well. Sure. I mean, if, if the playoffs ended today, Leon Dreisaitl would be the Conn Smythe winner. Oh, by a mile. By, by a country mile. Yeah. Right now. And you'd like to, and to, for a player to go out, on such a cheap shot by Petrangelo, it it, it it would be a damn shame. And listen, both are losing number one defensemen too. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, you, you are it, not, not necessarily. It's an, I'm not saying it's necessarily an equal playing field with one out and, and uh, with both of them out, but I just don't think that the punishment for nurse should be the same, but I get how the rule is written. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Like the, the way that the rule is for that, that's what the suspension is. Um, but the Petrangelo one, I every time I watch that, I'm like, I, I can't for the life of me figure out what he's trying to do other than inflict harm to this person. The puck goes away. 
I mean, there, there's like you said, like he's got his stick just up straight up in the air, and it's like Drysidle. He's like putting him in a guillotine, and I've never seen something like that before. Um, and, and you are you are deliberately. This isn't just you're going after the guy that was just closest to you, and you're taking out some aggression. It's like you said, it's Leon Drysidle who's going off in these playoffs. So you are you are trying to set your team up for the rest of this series by deliberately hurting their right now best player. That's just unforgivable to me. That's unforgivable. And and, and it's, it, it's shallow. It's so shallow. And I, if you listen to Lockdown Avalanche, you know that uh, the, the team that I probably dislike the most uh, is Vegas. Mm-hmm. So the fact that it was them uh, that, that did that, I, I wouldn't, be surprised if this came from the sideline. Wouldn't be surprised if they they told Alex Petrangelo, "Go do something, go go do it right now," and and we so we can get the upper hand. I'm sure you heard this stuff with in, in round one uh, when they took the the bike pedals off of the uh, exercise bikes with the with the uh, Winnipeg Jets. You hear about that? <laughs> no, yeah, I did not. Like, like yeah, like Winnipeg when they when when they were playing on the road in Vegas. Couldn't use exercise bikes because the Vegas Golden Knights took the pegs off of the exercise bike pedals. This is this this franchise. Mm-hmm. And, and they do stuff like this all the time. I don't feel like Alex Petrangelo acted alone here. I really don't think mm-hmm. he's just going to go up and do that. I think it came from somebody up top and it trickled down to him and he was the fall guy. And it, and it's, it's a shame that he did it. And, you know, if he did act alone, then he's even dumber than i thought because that that's there's just no place for that there's absolutely no place for that so i agree with you that these are not the same in suspensions and i'm gonna do it armando if you're an avalanche fan you always go back to nazim kadri and his eight game suspension in the playoffs a couple years ago mm-hmm are you telling me and 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 you can have that debate on what Nazim Kadri did? A lot of people think it was intentional. Kadri to this day says, I I I I know I should have been suspended for that. I wasn't aiming for his head. I was trying to make a hard play, and it ju- the game happened so fast I hit him in the head. He never says I didn't. What's up? It was reputation well, yes. for Kadri. Yeah, that, and that's what hurt him, right? But to get eight games in the playoffs is equivalent to like a half a season right? it's a little bit of a stretch but you know what i'm getting at mm-hmm. what alex petrangelo did in my opinion is no different maybe worse than what nazim kadri did and to get one game for that is kind of laughable and yeah. here we go again with mm-hmm. department of player safety just having zero confidence in them being able to do their job right Serious question. Yeah. Outside of uh, outside of handing out suspensions, if they go a while without handing one, what does George Peros do? Serious question. I never <laughs> thought about that before, and now I'm going to be sleeping on that all night long. I don't know. Yeah. What does he do? Yeah. I, does he? Man, that's a really, really. We should get some uh, confirmation on that. What is your job description, and and what do you do in your spare time when you're not handing out suspensions? Yeah. So. That's it's, it's Great a question. 
uh, and I want a statement saying or, or a video of, mm. of his day. If it's a nine to five, what do you do when you enter? Do you get coffee first? Do you go to, around the water cooler, <laughs> chat with your buddies, Gary Bettman, Bill Daly, go back up, right. here, make a phone call or two, Zoom? What, what do you do? What, what's his office look like? Is he yeah. like a corner office? Has he got a nice view? Because, you know, you don't really, oh, wow, that's a great question. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to have to effort on uh, finding out what, what, that should be like a, a television show. What in the world does George Peros do? It's kind of like, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? No, no doubt. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we definitely want to kind of finish up here talking about, well, we started with your team. We'll end with my team. And uh, I do want to ask you about this. By now, everybody knows about the Gabe Landeskog issue. He missed all of last season because of uh, the, the knee surgeries that he had, which came on a freak play where his own player, Kale McCarr, is the one that actually clipped him. And this is where we are with him right now, uh, and he's going to miss. He had surgery, cartilage transplant surgery. Did you know that was a thing? Uh no, I never, never maybe, heard of it. In my but life. maybe never heard of it in those terms. So, right. Yeah. Yes. That, so that sounds uh, painful. Yeah, he had it and it went successfully. But we already know he's going to be out for all of next season. So he's missing two full seasons here. Um, being on, you know, the East Coast and and following a East Coast team, the Eastern Conference probably more closely than you do the Western Conference. I kind of am curious to know what that area is do they i'm sure they're not paying much attention to it as if it was you know someone that you guys would go up against on a normal basis um but what is kind of like the takeaway from from what landis guy's going through in the ass yeah it's it's nuts because i mean you see him you see him when you see him put his body on the line to win a stanley cup and then you see him skate with the stanley cup in in the first in the first game of the season against the Chicago Blackhawks, of course, he's, you know, he wasn't going to be active um, mm-hmm. there. And then of course, I remember that uh, Kyle Sullivan, your co-host had a, a countdown of days without the captain and then had to switch. Yes. Uh, the, he had a countdown of days that the captain returns and then he had to switch it to days without the captain. Without uh, there. Yes. <laughs> so, so, and then the expectation of him trying to, get get back okay use this cap space on ltir to bring him back may, may, try to try to go for it again and then no he he's he's not coming back and then you see yeah. the fact that it's announced now you already have chris mcfarland already has that expectation that of what he's going to go into next season of trying to build a a a, uh, a, a contender because mm-hmm. you know this could be good for colorado being bounce out in round one after winning the cup get a little bit of the bodies fresh for next season as far as the rest of the roster but he you could tell that he was severely missed i mean didn't didn't seattle score first in every single game in that seven game series all seven all seven all seven games yep so and 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 his style of play is what they missed like he he is a grinder he's he's right in front of the net he disrupts uh, right in the house, and 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 he makes life difficult for people, and they just didn't have that. And then the Val Nichuskin thing, which we don't know what the heck's going on with that. So Cogliano, you know, the fractured neck. It was just, I mean, it was a season of injuries, and and it's it was just it carried over into the playoffs. But yeah, now that you know that he is not going to be there, now you can you can prepare for it because all of last year, well, I should say not all of last year. In the beginning, it was 12 weeks. When he had these surgeries before the season started, it was 12 weeks recoup time, and he should be back sometime 
beginning mid January. And then it got pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. And then, you know, he's out for the whole season. So, you know, now you can plan for it and you know that he's out. He's got $7 million that's going back into their cap. But what they do with it is going to be interesting because you can't just hand that over to a guy long-term deal because right now, yeah, you know, he's not going to be there for this, this next season, but the expectation is he's going to be back following the, the next the season after. So you can't just lock up that money because right now you think he's coming back and then his money goes right up against the cap. So I think they're going to get creative and it, they have a ton of unrestricted free agents. The Avalanche do a ton. So they, that money probably will go to guys like JT Comfer, Evan Rodriguez, if they want to bring them back or what Kyle and I were saying is look at kind of like the elder statesmen of the league who are unrestricted free agents who maybe would be okay with a one-year deal and say, Hey, come to Colorado make a run for it you're I, you're i have a name who, who are you suggesting it was it was a guy who was rumored to be traded there um in mm -hmm. the middle of the season but now you might not have to trade for him either way how about jonathan taze uh i think uh, i don't is he even gonna play yeah that's a good question i don't so, know like uh, you know who we were throwing around is his teammate who Patrick got King. traded that's who we were throwing around hmm. i mean you, you might and he apparently he might have some surgery done too yeah in, in the off season um and it's all about the money like yeah. how much is he gonna want because you don't want to just say oh here's landon scott seven million we'll give it to one guy mm -hmm. i think the avalanche are they don't like to do that so i think they'll they'll divide that money up between a few players and try to bring some guys in and and at least because right now like i said they have like seven or eight unrestricted free agents and if they're gonna if they're gonna throw around Landeskog's money to other free agents for one year deals, you're gonna be in the same situation a year from now. But is that the worst thing? Because the cap is supposed to go up again in another in a year pretty significantly. So you might be okay doing this. Mm -hmm. The Avalanche are gonna be one of the more fascinating teams in the offseason. And that's not just because I follow them, it's because they have a lot of moves they need to make, and now they have a little bit more money to do it but it's not going to be these long-term deals. So I I can't wait for the offseason for the ass. It's going to be fun. And you also got to consider that Nathan McKinnon's contract is kicking in next season Kicks as in. well. Yep. And while you are a contender, you got to also take advantage of cheap contracts as well and, and sure. players who are on their ELC. So maybe that could be spread out that way. Absolutely. Totally agree. It's going to be fun uh, either way. You're not even worried about the offseason. I already am. I, I am already paying attention to offseasons and drafts. And you guys are going for the gold. So uh, good luck to you the rest of the way, sir. I uh, appreciate you uh, coming in and filling in for uh, for Mr. Denker. And then maybe we'll have you back on uh, when, whenever the season comes to an end. And we'll talk about the, the, the order in which the Florida Panthers handed off the Stanley Cup. How about that? Yeah, yeah. I'm ho ho <laughs> definitely hoping so. Crossing my fingers. I mean, last time they made the Stanley Cup final, I was uh, three years old. So, yeah, never really? seen them get this far into the postseason. So this is everything exciting. and more for the region of South Florida. The people it's not it's a non-traditional market, obviously. And people are talking about hockey in this region. It's Gotta so beautiful. It. And the fact that the, also the NHL compromised as well. The fact that they didn't conflict home games with the Miami Heat as well. 
so that the mm. fans can go to both and watch both as well. Oh, that's good. South Florida is on cloud nine Buzzing. when it comes to the sports Buzzing. scene. So the answer, do you know the answer to this? Has there ever been a team? I don't know. Has there ever been a team that's hosted the all-star game and then won the cup? Not that I know of. I know St. Louis hosted yeah. it the year after they won the cup. Okay. I don't know. I, for some reason, it just popped in my head that it's, it's been a good year for, for the Florida Panthers. You hosted the all-star game. You're making a nice run right now. Uh, and I, I don't know. I got to go look that up. See if Kachuk was before. all-star game MVP too. And he was, <laughs> man, so I'm putting what a year. Florida right now. All right. Uh, thanks for tuning in everybody and making it your first listen of the day. It's always appreciated. Uh, Armando throw out where people can follow you on uh, your social medias. They can follow me on Twitter at Mondoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Come, come join the ride here because mm. we are we are hoping that this Florida Panthers team can, of course, like we said, make 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 the conference final for the first time since 96, where they defeated the Pittsburgh Penguins in, in that round in seven games on the road. And it's it's a great it's a great time here uh, right now for for all of all of South Florida and you, of course you'll def and every single day at least most days I have a special guest in that covers uh, the Florida Panthers in a different outlet that I bring on the show as well so de- definitely uh, getting creative with who I bring on the show as well every single day so come awesome. come join us on Locked On Panthers wherever you get your podcast and on SiriusXM yes awesome man. All right, man. Thanks again for uh, filling in for Adam. Uh, good luck the rest of the way. And uh, thank you to everybody for tuning in. And uh, I'm uh, assuming Adam will be back next week. So uh, we'll catch you guys uh, next Thursday uh, here on Locked On NHL. Enjoy the games. <laughs>